When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to... Two goalies, one Mike. Episode 143, presented by Fatty Beer Company and, of course, local apparel company, Buffalo Logo. Uh, Fatty Beer, the place to go for any of your beverage needs. Seven different Western New York, Western New York locations and Buffalo's premier market and tap room. Um, live events, live concerts, and, of course, they are dog and kid friendly. Joined by Josh Potter. Uh, former, was it 103.3 The Edge? Uh, yes, sir. And now stand-up comedian um, out there in Los Angeles, is it? Oh, yeah. Out there, uh, Way out here. People from L.A. on the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm out here, too. Oh, no way. Okay, cool. You got Connor. Uh, he actually works for TMZ. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah. I do. Have so we, if you, have we met, if you met up. Have I'll we met at the uh, comedy store? Or was that somebody else from TMZ? Sorry. Yeah, it probably wasn't me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, making connections here. Anyway, Sabres uh, face off just about a half hour away. Uh, taking on for the first time this season the hated, hated, hated Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Sabres fresh off a embarrassing loss last night to the Philadelphia Flyers uh, that saw them get outshot. Uh, what was it? No, no, I'm sorry. Saw them only have 35 total shots between both games against the Flyers and a game there. They could not depend on goaltending to bail them out. Uh, Hurls, you watched the game. Um, just your initial thoughts of last night that you weren't on howling up and listen, uh, your thoughts and what do they need to get done uh, tonight to take, to beat the Leafs uh, with, the, yeah. with expecting Devin Levi to start in that. Yeah. I watched on my phone. I didn't watch as much as I normally would, which I'm pretty happy about. You could tell pretty early on that uh, it wasn't going to be a great night. Uh, I think a goal a minute into the game and then two goals within three minutes. Uh, when the Sabres start that way, we've talked about when they start slow, it's hard for them to catch up. I, I think teams know that they can go into that one, two, two and lock them up in the neutral zone. And then it's really, really tough for them to come back from. I think they're five and zero this season when they, when they score first. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really important. It gets a team like the Maple Leafs. Obviously they're not going to be, as defensively sound as a team like the Flyers or what we saw the Rangers or the Islanders do. 
But I think it's really important to score first, as it will be every single game for this team, but especially against a high-flying offensive group like the Leafs. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Um, obviously, Austin Matthews was off the hot start. Uh, so I think he had two hat tricks uh, first two games of the season. Uh, I mean, Willie Nylander is out there doing Willie Nylander things. Um, goaltending is still an issue for them, uh, as it always has been. But, I mean, I've been begging for this rivalry to be relevant again for the longest time. We saw shades of it, even with Jack Eichel a few years ago. Um, but I think we might be finally turning that corner where when the Leafs come to town, it's not like going to a Leafs home game, hopefully. Um, Josh, I mean, you obviously were here in Buffalo as well during the heyday. Um, who, who did you do? Uh, it was a, a, some type of a camera thing with one of the players. Remember last time you were on the show, was it Nathan Gerby or something? Oh, I did Nate Gerby helmet cam. That was just like a bit. But yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> I remember I went to the year we went to the cup. I went to the round against the Maple Leafs. My dad like got tickets the year we swept them. And it was like the greatest moment of my childhood. <clears throat> but um, it was still like a Maple Leafs. I mean, I can't believe how many Toronto people come down and take over the arena. It always bothered me. And I, I would imagine in the years that it's been pretty rough, that that has changed to like a uh, unsurmountable amount of Maple Leafs fans. So like you said, I would like us to take over the uh, arena a little bit better. It's been weird. I've been, I mean, I'm out here in LA watching the crowd looks emptier than I think it should for this team. Like, you know, I, I guess two years ago or whatever, I would have been like, Oh, I, I make sense or whatever. Tokarski's in goal. You know, we're not really trying it seems, but now it's like, this is an exciting team. Yep. Why aren't there more asses in the seats? It's disturbing. It, it is. And I think Bulldog kind of uh, mentioned it in a tweet yesterday, and I brought this up on last night on the post game. is I think fans, for the most part, are still postured in a way where it's like, show me. Show no, yeah, it's going to take a minute. Here. Just like when we were, first started being terrible at the beginning of the decade, uh, like the 2010s, it was like it took a while for people to stop going almost. Do you know what I mean? Like they were right. still going despite the sh the garbage product that they were putting out on the ice. And then it kind of like now it's going to take a minute for it to come back, you know, for nature to. to Correct. I uh, and I'm, I'm not necessarily consider myself in that as a fan like that or like show me I'll go to games. I would like love to have gone to last night's game, but unfortunately I couldn't. Um, but. I get it. Like, I get it. Like um, the economy is in a situation where it's not so much easy to afford to go to a game. You see ticket prices. I mean, like even last night I was looking up just, you know, higher hunter level tickets. And they're like 120 bucks a piece. That's to me. Like, yeah, it's crazy how yeah. they're still priced. I went to a couple games. Like every time I'm home, I try to go to as many as I can. I forget what it was either last year or two years ago where I went during like Thanksgiving time to like mm -hmm. two or three games. And it felt like my own private Sabres game. It was crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, the tickets were still like pretty high priced, even though you could just buy whatever ticket you want and go sit pretty much wherever you want. I mean, I think at one point we just all congregated in like center ice down at the bottom of the glass. You know, it was, yeah. it was so bizarre. It was like, we could do whatever we want at a Sabres game. It was like more than a, it was like less people there than I remember for like the destroyers games or something. 
The Buffalo Destroyers. There's a <laughs> yeah. first time reference here on two goalies. One like the Buffalo. I used to have seasons for my dad got oh my season God. tickets for those. Bring back indoor football, the Buffalo. I love it. They were packed. It was like crazy. But yeah, it was it was kind of sad to see the Sabres games in that state. And then even just watching on TV the last couple of weeks. Um and even last night, I know a bunch of friends of mine took their kids to the game and was like some of their kids like first time going to a Sabres game to the point where like I think uh, after the first goal a minute in, my buddy said his kid like stood up and cheered. He goes, that's nah, not us, buddy. That's not us. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know what to cheer for quite yet. But yeah, I want the I want the rivalry back. I mean, I hate the Flyers. The only team I hate more than the Flyers is the Maple Leafs. And so these like last couple of games have been on my radar big time. Yeah, I know what you mentioned. You were going to hop on with us uh, yesterday, but like you said, you got the backstage passes to go. See yeah, that was crazy. But uh, I can't blame you. I'm actually happy you went <laughs> outside of the fact of the experience, but then you'd have to sit there and vent with me at 1030 at night about a Sabres 5-1 loss to the Flyers. 5-1. Jesus. The Sabres yeah. are plus 135 tonight. In the I, saw over... plus, I saw plus 185, actually. One was that? Is that what I got it at? Let me see. Let me look again. The, I, the Leafs, I the Leafs just took minus, the bet. The Leafs are minus two twenty five. The over under seven. Yes, have that as well. I took the over just because I always do, because I'm a bad gambler and I love an over. I love the fun. Yeah, way way more fun to root for than the under. Oh, you know uh, what? I got him at plus one ninety five. I yeah. didn't even. I that was craziness. Okay, did, anyone, a little high. Take, did anyone take Devin Levi as anytime goal scorer last night? <laughs> that was weird. Devin <laughs> Levi. <laughs> Like that was so funny when that just came across my screen from the ESPN app. I'm like, uh, I wonder if Devin knows he scored. <laughs> yeah, I, that's uh, wild. I did, I did take uh, I did take Levi to get 28 saves tonight. I think Ooh. the Leafs are going to absolutely just fire the puck at him, especially early on. And I think it could be those types of situations can be good for a young goalie, especially coming off like a two and a half week absence. Like get in there early. We know we as goalies know that. The first save is is largely the toughest in getting yourself into that game, especially against a team like the Leafs. So I think this could re be really good for for Levi. We talked about he's a Canadian kid, 21 years old, hockey night in Canada. We've talked about how he's a gamer, that he plays his best in the biggest moments. You saw him in the Beanpot last year. You've, you've seen him in huge games over the years, especially with the Sabres at the end of the season. So, yeah, I think last night could have been good. But also last night, like, I don't necessarily think – Maybe one or two, but I don't necessarily think it was primarily UPL's fault. He no. didn't play as well as he had to begin the year, of course, and there's still some things he needs to work on and some consistency that he needs to gather, but I wouldn't necessarily put that on him. So I think they need to – I mean, Matias Samuelson being out tonight, um, he's on IR. Thankfully, it doesn't look too, super long-term. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see Ryan Johnson, uh, a rookie defender uh, <laughs> against a team like the Maple Leafs. So – We'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, I think this is the type of the game that Levi could get into really early and find a groove, which would be really good. Be interesting to see where they slot Ryan into. Does he go down there with Ryan with Johnson Johnson connection on the third on the third pairing? Do they put him up with Owen Power? Um, do they put him with uh, with with Darlene? Like, I'm not sure. You know, if I know one of them, I, I can't remember which one was on the first pairing that can play both sides. But um, it'd be interesting to see where they slot him in, man, and you know what type of faith they show in him tonight. And Devin, fresh off an injury, um, I uh, hopefully I just expect him to pick up where he left off at the start of the season. You know, he's playing definitely well enough to win. And being a Montreal kid uh, coming after two weeks of, of not playing, 
first game at Scotia Bank Center against the uh, the Maple Leafs. That should be interesting. I, I expect the Levi chance to be very loud. No Levi, Levi, you suck. You know, like we used I mean, to hear the, back. The, the, the hundred level in Montreal in Toronto, they're not real fans. It's all yeah, it's all corporate uh, nonsense, corporate and business people. So I don't I don't put much credence or give them much respect whatsoever. There won't be much chanting going on, I'd imagine. Not at least ones that we'll hear. He is a Montreal kid. uh, Okay. Try and get under his skin. Mm. Um, But with that being said, uh, just uh, announced uh, about a minute ago from Mike Harrington, Olofsson and Jost are both taking warmups. Byro is not. Mm. So I don't know about that. I thought Byro has played well his first two games. Two Uh, goals out of the gate. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. You know, continuing with him, what might not have been a bad idea. They're front. He's like a nice young pair of legs on the lineup. Kid that can skate. Uh, we all know what Joe Springs. He's a good, good 200 foot hockey player. Uh, what he provides. Olafson is just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they hope tonight against the Leafs, he really finally gets it going. I hope he does because that power play is abysmal. Maybe Gross. that's where you get him going. I don't know. Like just get him on the opposite side of Tage and. Uh, I know they had Tuck in that bumper spot uh, yesterday, but I mean, you had the league's best p- penalty kill and possibly the league's worst power play unit on the same team. So it's it's very mind boggling. What's up with um, with Rusek? Or is he still here? Is he still up? Or they send him down too? As far as I know, he's in the lineup tonight. I don't. The only change I saw was um, beer. Uh, beer beer will be an out. Yeah. <clears throat> Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I want to see some of these like uh, young guys coming up here. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm like an idiot when it comes to like these like two way contracts. So I, I figured uh, Byro was like on that nine game thing, the same as Benson. Yeah. So they, it's like, doesn't really hurt to call him up uh, as opposed to like Coolidge or like, um, I want, Savoy to come up real bad, but I know he's been dealing with a, an injury, so it's exciting to see those guys like pop in and out of the lineup a little bit. But man, the Rochester for the first line in Rochester is like looking so good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Sabres pipeline has never been so plentiful. Uh, Hurl, yes. Um, just your your thoughts on what we should expect from Devin tonight. Uh, first game back. Do you think that? Um, I know you mentioned that you expect him to be on him pretty early. Do you think we see some shakiness or do you think that he's ready to ready for the task? I personally don't. I, I think that uh, they were very careful with this injury, especially after starting him the first four games of the season, which turns out probably not a good idea for a 21 year old kid in his first full NHL season. So we don't know what the injury was, but I think they've given it enough time to the point that he is without a shred of a doubt, hundred percent completely healthy. Uh, maybe early on, like I said, like it's a really insane atmosphere to put him in Saturday night in Toronto against the Leafs, one of the best offensive teams in the league. But like we've said, like the kid's a gamer, like he is built for these types of situations. And I think his mental fortitude and the way he carries himself. And even if he lets in an early goal, like I don't necessarily expect it to affect him because we've talked about how good he is at just moving to the next shot to the next save so yeah i i, I personally think he's going to start strong um it's the type of goal he is he's proved it at every single level and it's these are the types of games he played for the team down the stretch last season so yeah 28 saves like i think the the leafs are gonna shoot the puck at will as much as they possibly can 
Um, also, also not, not to interrupt, but also for Mike Harrington a few minutes ago, uh, during the Ryan Johnson, uh, he posted a picture of the Ryan Johnson solo lap for obviously a rookie debut, but no Dylan Cousins in warmups tonight. Oh, Ooh, well, he, he he was in that scrap yesterday, and I wonder if he like uh, took a punch or whatever. Possibly. Um, I don't know. That's that's wild because Don Granado was interviewed like an hour or two before the game, and he never mentioned anything about Cousins not playing. Hmm. So that's surprising. That's a guy that you need to get going. He started off the season well, but he's been really – kind of absent i would i would say to a certain extent the past few games a guy you really want to get going and he's like one of those guys that embraces that rivalry against toronto so you wonder is this an injury thing or is this a shake-up thing because you see both outside of just johnson uh well the only forward that come out of the lineup was byro and you get both jost and um olofsson olofsson in warm-ups so i wonder i mean no official announcement was made that they're playing tonight <clears throat> but maybe I don't, I don't know. That's that's wild. If if Cousins isn't playing tonight, that that's a big that's a big blow to your lineup. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, he's like a grit guy. He's a glue guy. He's like, you know, the hardest uh, the player out there. Out usually. I mean, I that sucks. I mean, now I'm like nervous. <laughs> yeah. You know. Do you think it's like uh, his year start? Do you think like it got worse because of the line shakeups that Granado was doing? I know he like shuffled. Uh, Basically, like tucked down to the third line, he had Greenway up at the top line for a minute. And uh, do you think like Cousins' production was affected, like as a byproduct of all that shakeup? Yeah, I mean he he's played with a bunch of different people so far yeah. this year, and uh, I think he's at his best, obviously, playing with Paterka and of course Quinn, who's who's not back yet. They really need him to come back. As soon oh as my god, possible. that's my favorite line ever. But I, know, I, I, know. I mean, they could. I always thought they should put like Krebs up there with with Quinn and, and Cousins or with uh, Paterka and Cousins. Now that like Quinn's out, or like maybe get him going a little bit. But yeah, that's yeah, tough that's having tough. Quinn out. Can yeah, we talk so, about Krebs too? By the way, because I saw, you know, I saw some kind of back and forth on Twitter earlier today in regards to Krebs and. Maybe he's been misused in this lineup. I'm personally sick and tired of seeing him on your fourth line. Like I, I, I'm, I've had enough of Peyton Krebs between Gergensens and Akposo. I just feel like he doesn't really have much of an opportunity. He's, he's a playmaking center. Um, he doesn't really have much of an opportunity. He just, he's playing with guys that can't really keep up with him. Um, and yeah, yeah like two anchors at his feet every time like, he's playing. And I, I think that having him there with those two guys, at least last year. Did what did uh, did him well in terms of finding more of a defensive steadiness and you know playing grittier as we've seen a guy who's not willing to get scrappy and you know um, get it get in the get it uh, mix it up a little bit but I, I just I'm done with it I'm done with it I know it's tough to find somebody to slot uh, take out a take out a position in your top nine to make room for Peyton Krebs but he was part of the Eichel deal man like he was a first round pick. I and mean, Kevin Adams fought to get him involved, get him included in that trade. Well, now you have to find a spot for him where he has an opportunity to succeed, and let him give him consistency in there, give him a chance to, to succeed. And it ain't gonna happen with with Kyle Akposo and uh, and Zemgus Gergis. It's just not. With Biro and Cousins being out, hopefully they move Krebs up there and put you know Olsen down on the fourth line or whatever. But because I agree with you completely, I w- I was I wanted him on. 
in Benson's spot, really. I thought like Benson being so young, he could, you know, have something benefit him by being with Gergensons and with uh, Ocposo, you know, having like the leaders on his line or whatever. And uh, they put Benson up with Greenway and Middlestad. I was like, that's why I think where Krebs should be personally. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him uh, make a lot, especially at the end of last year. Like, you saw his playmaking ceiling. You saw his ability to get into the corner and make really nice passes. I think him and Millsat would even be great together. But, yeah, I mean, he's got to get going. I think a lot of guys got to get going. It seems like Tate Thompson has, has figured it out a little bit. Obviously, Alex Tuck had a horrible start to the year, and he's played a little bit better. Uh, it's been a little bit since Skinner scored. I think he needs to continue to – serve that role for this team because at, at the end of the day, they're not scoring as much as they did last season. And the reason they were even close to the playoffs, the only reason they were close to the playoffs is because they scored so many goals. So if the offensive regression is there, I mean, the defense and the penalty kill has obviously been better, but this team needs to score goals. Uh, I know it sounds simplistic to say that, but at the end of the day, like the defense isn't going to be, I personally don't believe the defense isn't going to be this good all season, especially when you lose Samuelson and, uh, obviously, Clifton was out for a little bit, but yeah, they got to start scoring goals. And over under of seven tonight. Tonight should be the night to do it. Yeah, when JJ Paterka is your leading scorer, as yeah. cool as it is for JJ putting pucks in the net, it's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, I think Joseph Wall is day to day for Elliot Friedman. Who's uh, Samuelson? No, Dylan Cousins out day to day. Damn. So it is injury related. That's tough. Um, but, yeah, Joseph Wall in that for the Leafs tonight. Uh, I think he – when he got called up last season, he was previously in the AHL. So you're not facing uh, the best goalie tonight. I know Sabres have made certain goalies look better than they are, um, especially Arison last night. But I think uh, this is an opportunity for them to potentially have a three, four, or five goal night. Speaking of goalies, do you think – because you guys are – goalie experts do you think upl you know after he had that shutout against the avalanche people were still like kind of you know shitting on him a little bit you know what i mean like they were still like ah that wasn't really him he didn't really do that do you think that screwed up his brain a little bit like going into the flyers and then of course like having a game like last night now people are like of course this is what happens you know what i mean like i feel like people are riding him too hard for me, with with UPL, and I, I I wouldn't call myself a UPL defender because I always took him at face value for what he is. I think he's a an average NHL goalie. I don't think he's anything really more than that. Um, but definitely good enough to win. Like you see, goalie. I mean, I think I'm not gonna say he's like um, in in like the league of like say a Corey Crawford who's won multiple cups with with, with Chicago, but because I think UPL is much more athletic. But, like, he's definitely a guy that if you play the right way in front of him, he's good enough to win. Um, he, he would be an excellent 1B to a 1A. Um, but his issue, and we've talked about a lot on this show, is consistency and being consistent. And to, to Hurl's point earlier, I, I mentioned it last night. I said, I don't put that game on UPL last night. I just – I don't. Like, I mean, the team played like hot garbage. They mm-hmm. really did. Um you put you put yourself in a two nothing hole in the first two and a half minutes of the game, and you know that's with the way they were skating. Um, and I even saw it. You know, I don't know if you saw the replay of the one uh, the one goal, but like thirty seconds before that, Owen Power was skating back into the zone. I noticed live on broadcast. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me! Like he had three <laughs> steps on the four checker and still lost the race to the puck. And 30 seconds later, after a tuck giveaway, it's in your net. Less than that, actually. It's just like 
you know, the effort just wasn't there. It was not there. Even Razor was like laughing during the broadcast. He's like, oh my God, like, how do you, you're a first overall pick. How do you lose that? How do you lose that race to the puck? Like, that's just laziness. That's you getting outworked. And they were outworked last night. Um, Casey Middlestead had a lot of strong words for Kyle Poso did, but I mean, and I'm not going to say Kyle Poso wasn't working hard out there, but he's just slow. And the whole rest of the team, except for Tage Thompson, you know, just didn't look like they wanted to be out there last night. Yeah. Speaking of Middlestead, I mean, how about that guy? Everyone wanted him shipped out a couple of years ago. He's been, yeah. I mean, last year we saw the assists rise up toward the end of the season. This year he's already coming on strong. He's like, one of my favorites now. I think he has 40 points in his last 42 games. Um, Crazy. He's obviously, yeah, he's much stronger. He's he's better in the corners. He's, a, of course, a really good playmaker. But we talked about the other night, like, he needs to shoot more. He has an above-average shot, and I think he has a considerable amount of skill to the point where he can score these really, really nice uh, – You think he looks to pass too often? I think he does, yeah. And I, I think that's been – He needs to become a shooter. His, his biggest thing. I Not necessarily as much as, like, Tage Thompson, but, like – Two to three shots a game should be the standard for him. Uh, I think that when he does shoot, his shooting percentage is, is pretty high when he actually does take his opportunities to score goals. Uh, but back to EPL, I think the ire of this fan base is going to be on him and the team as a whole until there is consistency. Obviously, winning solves everything. But at the end of the day with him, he'll have two to three good games and then he'll have a below average one right after that. So, Yeah. Anytime, like even like you said, even in a shutout or even in a, in a win, like the other night where they got shot forty to fifteen, and he was the only reason the Sabers won the game. Uh, he's gonna take. He's gonna take a lot of ire from the fan base. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the lineup. The line rushes during warups. Skinner, Thompson, Tuck back together again, which is great. Mm-hmm. Olsen on the wing with uh, Paterka, middle set in the middle. Greenway, Jost, and Rusek. Gergenton's Krebsak Poso. Darlene with Yoki Haru. Great. Fantastic. I, I hate that. I hate all of that. Uh, Power and Clifton and Johnson and Johnson. Uh, Johnson and love Johnson. the Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> A family company. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson. I think the Cousins injury puts a, puts a wrench into all of that, especially in the middle six. And hopefully that one of the best lines in the NHL last season, Tage, uh, Tage, Tuck, and Skinner, they can actually get that chemistry back. And what was the bottom six again? Oh, it, it's uh, the bottom six is Jost Greenway. I'm sorry, Jost Greenway and Rusek, right? Rusek. And then the fourth line, uh, Krebs in between Gergensen and Akposo. Like, what does Krebs got to do? No, I mean, that's kind of... What does he got to do to get off put that Put Jost line? down there. Put Jost. That's perfect. Jost, Akposo, Gergensen's. Looks like... like that- I'm just so sick of it. Like, I just, like, the guy, the guy skates his balls off. He can't... I'm not saying that, you know, he cares more than others, but, like, just get him off that line. He's not going to do anything for yeah. you down there. And people are going to just keep crapping on him because he's, uh, you know, not doing anything. But if he's on the line with Akposo and Gergensons, it makes it really hard. He seems like he's the only guy doing something out there. And he does hook up enough with Akposo to give him some goals every now and then. I didn't notice that in the beginning of the season, at least. Well, on that note, shall we? <laughs> Three minutes to talk about. <laughs> oh, sure. This is going to yeah. be a fun one. Uh, any uh, score predictions? I'll start with you, Josh. I'm hoping uh, the Sabers win eight nothing, <laughs> so that the over hits and uh, we shut them out. Devin Levi, big game return. I'm gonna go Sabers five to three, 
with an empty netter, 34 saves for Devin Levi. Wow. And I like that score prediction, actually. Five to three. And I think Tuck scores. I think Darlene scores. And that top line actually gets going because we absolutely need them to. I, I agree. I, I like that 5-3 prediction. I, I'll go with that. Um, I think Levi uh, has a fantastic 30-plus save game. I'll go Tage. I go Ryan Johnson in his NHL debut getting a goal tonight. Uh, some wonky deflection in front. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I'm going to go Olofsson with his first of the season. Love that. that. I was thinking that wow. too. I did bet Casey Middlestad on anytime goal score, so I got to throw that in the ring. Love it. Middle stat mode. Let's do it. All right. Go Sabres. Yep, guys. uh, Remember, this has been brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, uh, the premier taproom mall of Buffalo, seven different Western New York locations, pet and dog friendly. And, of course, let them know that the boys from Two Goalies, One Mike, sent you. They'll take care of you. And uh, during Sabres home games, make sure you get down there. Um, They have a great two-for-one special on all Mug Club members at any location at their downtown location at 5 Genesee Street. Uh, uh, For Hurls and, of course, our special guest, Josh Potter, this has been episode 143 of Two Goalies, One Mike. We will see you on the post game, and you guys have a great, great night. Let's go Sabres. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.